Welcome back to Sweeping the Country, the podcast you've come to know and love. And today happens to be the day that we go back and we open the vault. But I cannot open the vault without my co-host. He's got the combination. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Hey, Jimmy. You look (laughs) Billy Crystal. That's all I'm going to say. Saturday Night Live. When he he did that bit, he made a comedy (laughs) album out of it. He uh, did the bit on Saturday Night Live. Oh, so good. You know, he, uh, Bradley Crystal is absolutely one of my favorite people. Uh, he's a wonderful interview. He's he's a great straight man. You know, he, he can be funny on his own. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, in the movies like When Harry Met Sally, oh, you know, great. that was one that really made him famous. That was in 1989. Mm-hmm. But his time on Saturday Night Live, he he's done he's done a lot, and it's not always been the easiest thing. He's a he was a baseball player. Went to college on a baseball scholarship then they canceled the baseball (laughs) then they canceled the baseball team you know it's just these folks that are comedians and that are actors are rarely overnight successes they've been through a lot to get to where they are sure and uh, i saw him on broadway and i really respected him even more he did a one-man show called 700 sundays Mm, i never heard of it and oh my god it was great i mean he how anybody can sit up there and just keep your attention, Yeah, you know, telling a story and doing all that. I've seen Robin Williams do it, and he's telling jokes, and he was amazing in a one-man show. And I just – these people are just – they're very special. And let's start with uh, Billy Crystal. We, w- we sat down frequently, and I guess he was uh, just finished doing one of those great – one of the nine times that he hosted the Oscars. But we always had uh, unusual interviews. Pictures nominated for Best Picture are. Here's the story of a British lady. This is Billy Crystal at his best, hosting the Academy Awards. Brilliant comes to mind. You must go. Go? Go back to host the Oscars again? You mean in Hollywood? I demand evil it is. I haven't done the show in so long. It, it, it would be too different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. I don't know. I guess I could try. No. Try not. Do. Jerry, listen. The Academy asked me to host the Oscars again. This little Oscar monologue film is so far the year's funniest movie. Very funny and is the year's most widely seen film too, believe it or not, with an audience estimated at one billion worldwide. Amazing stuff. Billy is proud from the praise and more than a little bit relieved. Wouldn't it be weird that the best picture of 1997 is the picture you made for the Oscars this year? So far, it's the best thing I've seen all year. Well, well, I guess that's a compliment. Thanks. That's great. I mean, that was really cool. I know you may be tired of hearing about all that. No, no, it's very nice, Jimmy. So are they asking you to do a lot of Kiwanis Club openings now and bomb infos and everything else? Well, that's the thing, you know, that that always had happened, which was as soon as you do that again, it's, you know, it's the biggest hosting job, I guess, and you get everybody wanted you to host everything else. And if I do it, I only will do that, you know. I love this audience. Everybody has been absolutely great, except this guy right over here. What is with you? Have you... This man passed away, no one has told him. Smile. Have a, are you having a good time? Tell your face. To get to know Billy Crystal better, we've jotted down a couple of things here. You either spontaneous ors. guy. Either yeah. ors. Okay. Hot dog or hamburger? 
Hot dog. Elvis or the Beatles? Beatles. Domestic or foreign? Uh, foreign. Bus or train? Train. Blackjack or roulette? Uh, roulette. Interesting. Do you what, remember? Is, what does this mean? Do I do I, I don't know. But we'll have to think about it. It has nothing to do with my mother, does it? No. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, because my mother used to be a croupier on a train. Ooh. Yeah. Billy in high school, was he like Billy now? Were you a little... Yeah, but smaller. But, uh, yeah, funny, always doing shows, plays, you know. Were you a Romeo kind of guy? Oh, I, yeah, I, I was a pest strip for women. I had no problem. I, whatever may have been the wit, they just would, I just had to <laughs> peel them off. I was a big athlete. I was a very good baseball player and, and uh, played high school basketball and uh, soccer. So I was like, won a lot of letters and all that stuff. So what was the secret when women really bothered you a lot? What did you do? You sleep with them. You did? Yeah, then they go away. Billy Crystal's nine times as Oscar host was second only to Bob Hope, who did 19. Mm, man, but, that's a lot. And he, and he was the, he was funny and he had his one-liners, but nobody was as good as Billy because he would do those things where he would insert himself into the films that were nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th that was genius and no, you know, and very copied on future shows for other people, but nobody did it quite like he did. He's a special, you know, just a special entertainer. I got to ask you something as we're talking about him, we're getting ready to get into the next uh, interview you did with him. But before we do that, I mean, he, he definitely the Oscars hand down, hands down. I, I agree with you. There was nobody better. And I didn't see all the Bob Hope, but Billy Crystal entertained me. I didn't even care who was winning. I just wanted right. to see him up there. It was so, there was a time yeah. when I think people were really tuning into the Oscars just to see what Billy Crystal was going to do. They didn't 100%. really care yeah, you know, what it was. They hadn't seen the movies and he finally, you know, said enough of me, yeah. you know, enough of yeah. doing this. It's just, you know, unbelievable. But, you know, he had so many movies. I remember the, one of the first times I met him was in 1986. He had done a movie called run and scared with Gregory Hines. Wow. I remember and that. I just barely remember that. And then he did throw mama off the train. Mm -hmm. That was one of the, he was in these movies, but this was one that he, really felt personal about Mr. Saturday Night, where he played a, a kind of a uh, overused <laughs> stand-up. It did not do well, but I gave it a glowing review. I loved the movie, and they used my quote, you know, in the newspapers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he was very well, very aware that I was supporting him. I was on a national television show that was international, for that matter, mm -hmm. available. And we were, I took a friend of mine, and we were in Los Angeles the day of the Golden Globes. We didn't we weren't going to go cover it or anything. We were just there. Yeah. And so I said, come on. It was a friend of mine who was a police detective. I said, let's go stand here at the Beverly Hilton and we'll watch the stars come in for a minute. And he was all about that. So yeah, yeah. we did yeah. that. I love and it. so here comes Billy Crystal out of his limousine. And I'm at least 20 yards, you know, from, from there, from the stars. Yeah. And I just yelled out Billy and he happened to look and he saw me and he ran all the way over to the, oh, to the I thing and it. hugged me. <laughs> and he said, and he, cause the movie was not a success. And he hugged me. He said, I so appreciate what you were doing for me and Mr. Saturday night. I won't forget it. That is and that incredible. was just, that was sweet of him to acknowledge that. And that's just the kind of person he was. The great <laughs> Billy Crystal. Uh, and, uh, it's, good I, intro. Thank you. That's a very original intro too. You, you're going to get tired of hearing how great you are in this film. And you're like oh, a thanks. triathlete. You direct. You did everything but put on the makeup. Did you do the music too? Uh, I, I had a big hand in the music, but Mark Shaman wrote a gorgeous score. For the picture, um, I heard the music a certain way, and I stayed with him every every chance I got to help him. You did everything. Yeah, but you have to. You know, it's a, you direct the movie. You direct the movie. You don't stop at any one point. You know. Were you possessed? 
Yeah, I think so. I think you have to be uh, focused, maybe a better word. Um, uh, if I was possessed, I hope it was by Billy Wilder. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a, um, an amazing experience to get a chance to make this kind of a movie. And uh, I thank anybody who worked on this picture. It was hard to do. Especially for you. I mean, you were doing, I mean, you had a, a rough shoot. I had a very rough shoot, but I had the greatest time I've ever had. I've been fortunate to say every time I know that I've seen you, it's after a good thing. I, different press junkets, Harry and Sally, I remember mm -hmm. saying to you, this is the best time I've ever had in my life. I don't know how I'm going to top this, you know, for, for good times. Then I go do City Slickers, and I remember I saw you last year in New Orleans, and I said, this is the greatest time I'll ever have. I rode horses, I was, did the river stunts, I had the greatest time. Nothing will ever beat this movie. Now this is, I, I don't know how to describe. Is it because you're not, you know, you're doing one movie a year, basically, you're not like doing three movies in a year and spreading yourself so thin, it's because you are able to plateau at every time? I think so. I really love what I do. I, 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 uh, I've never been driven by money, and, and I think that's the only reason, unless you've got three unbelievable parts to do that much work. I, I want to have a life. I don't want it just to be in front of cameras and lights, you know. So I, I love everything I do, and I have a big hand in everything I do. I created City Slickers. I, I was one of the producers of it, besides being in it. And I really cared about it. Um, I really cared about this movie beyond belief. This is, to me, my child. You know, this is, this is something I've, I've had the idea to do for 10 years. And, and now that it's, it's done, and I've done it the way I wanted to do it, I feel tremendous. It's great for me to go back and watch these old times and the flashbacks here. I love Ed Sullivan and all these old shows. You ever think sometimes you were born too late? Sometimes I feel I was there, you know. I mean, I watched him. That's how I wanted to become a comedian was that great era of television. We only had a few channels then. We didn't have Comedy Central. We didn't have stand-up shows. We didn't have HBO. We had the Sullivan Show and the Steve Allen Show and Jack Parr. And Sullivan was Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. We didn't have remote controls then, so you, you left it on the channel because nobody wanted to get up to, to change the channel. So you watched Ed Sullivan, and on the shows were the comics of the day. And uh, that was Patrick Leonard, I certainly hope, for your sake, and Alan King, of course, and, and Shecky Green, and, and on and on and on. And you also had Sid Caesar's show, and, and it was a great era of comedy, and, and I, I was around it. I wish I was one of them. Um, but it's thrilling to be able to make a movie about them also. Insult comedy. Uh, Don Rickles says it great. It's fun to be in an audience as long as you're not being the one he points at. Uh, what's your feeling on insult comedy? You like it? Uh, well, I mean, this it, Buddy Young does it because he has a lot of anger and it vents through these Well, things. it works for him. See, he's better than that. He's really better than that. But it works for him. And he, if you think of the movie, he, he starts when he's 15. But Stan is the one who really was the insult comic, his brother. He takes Stan's line. When, he's, when Stan starts with his uncle in the living room, you look like New Jersey in pants. Buddy hears that and likes that. Then, at the talent show, he wasn't planning on insulting the guy. The heckler started, and Buddy got up, and he, he stole. He hears the line. He steals his brother's line, gets big laughs, and then that's it. He's much better than that. But it works for him. Or so he thinks, you know. That's what really happens to him. Buddy Young does something that I'm guilty of. He has a cigar, and I don't smoke a cigar, but when I watch a comedian, with exception, later in the show, I'll, I'm a good laugher, but I'm basically a, I stare. 
Are you a good audience? I'm a great audience. Are you a laugher? I'm a big laugher. See, a lot of comics, the most you'll get out of them. If you're, if you're driving an audience nuts and you're hysterical, right, and the audience is going crazy, this is what you'll get from a, a comedian. Funny. Mm -hmm. If you get funny from a comedian, that's a standing ovation. That's a great thing. And that's why in the movie he loves his wife, because she's funny. I've been barreled over twice in my life. One by Jay Leno a long time ago, and once recently by George Carlin. He beat me up so bad I was hurting. If, it's, if the show had not been over, I'd have to go to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the best feeling in the world has to be for a comic to make your audience hurt. Yeah. You want to, you know, we talk in violent terms, you know. I killed them. I murdered them. You know, they split their sides. Uh, wasn't even fair, which we say a lot. I mean, that's, you know, it's interesting that something so good and so healing is a laugh uh, should be talked about that way. Now, I, the Academy Awards are a strange thing. Uh, they're never nice to comedy. They've never been in the history nice to comedy. They have started to give nominations occasionally to a comedian. I think you have a great shot. What's your feeling on that? Do you care? Oh boy, I'm, I'm so nervous that you say that. Of course I care. It would be a great honor. You know, um, I would love to uh, just be thought of that way. I came, according to other people, close the last two years. To but this is an Olympic Sally. level performance this year, really is. Well, thank because you. it shows a lot of range and all the stuff that Academy likes. It's, uh, you know, it's got meat. Yeah, it, it's scary, you know, a little bit. I, I, you don't set out to do that if they think that way. Great. Uh, for me, I gotta say, you know, it would be thrilling to not introduce the people who, 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 who get them. It would be nice to sit in the audience and. and what would and, your mama and, say? He should win. That's what my mama would say. That's what you probably will say. You know. Thank you a lot. It's great seeing you. Okay. This is a great film, really is. Thank you very if it, much. And if it stunk, I'd tell you. I think. I think I you love, would too. But I really do. I love this film. Thank you. Um, never saw Mr. Saturday Night, but just listening to that makes me want to go. And with that said, Saturday Night reminded me of Saturday Night Live. And I have one question for you. Do you think, do you think that Saturday Night Live helped Billy Crystal more, or that Billy Crystal helped Saturday Night Live more? Wow, he was very important. You know, yeah. to Saturday Night Live. There's no doubt about that. Um, he was late getting in that show. He was. He didn't. He did a episode 17 of the first season yeah. where he played some yeah. jazz guy or something, and the host introduced him as Bill Crystal. <laughs> but then, you know, he went on to do other. The, you look marvelous. I don't have the whole list of yeah. of what all he did on that show, but he did a lot. And I know that you you can't get past that. You look marvelous, and <laughs> you know, City great. Slickers. Uh, City Slickers is one of the oh, movies man. that you seem to like. I love a lot. it. I love it was it. a very successful buddy comedy in 1991. Your movies are about well, the only ones. I'm not a good laugher. You wouldn't want me in the audience. I laugh on the internally. Uh huh. No, I wouldn't. And uh, <laughs> I laugh out loud at your movies. And it's very embarrassing. It's a good thing. Billy, what do you know about romance? You're getting to be like Mr. Romance in these uh, movies. <laughs> Harry Met Sally in this thing. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I believe in it. You're, are you a romantic guy with flowers and the... Yeah, and the stuff? yeah, and, and unusual things, you know. I just, uh, I like to do that. I think it's important. Paris is a romantic city, isn't it? You can't help but, I don't know, what the, what is it about that town that's so special? Well, the light, the light of it. It's, uh, you know, very few buildings above four stories, I think three, four stories. They don't allow anything in the old city to be to be higher than that. So you get this amazing sky. 
just always see the sky and the light is beautiful and the architecture and the art and the romance and the music and the food. Otherwise, it's Otherwise, nothing. it's a regular old town. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful, almost too beautiful. Hard movie for the shoot or an easy one? No, well, they're all hard, but this yeah. was great. This was just great fun because working with great material, with a great actress like Deborah and a great ensemble cast um, who we meet throughout the movie. People who really wanted to help make this great. And then, you know, on top of that, um, getting to, to be an NBA referee with all of these great basketball players and having fun doing that and, and making that look as real as we did. You know, and, and so it, it's, it's, you know, I was really lucky. This is a really terrific movie to be a part of. Kareem and Charles Barkley played Charles Barkley and Kareem very well. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're uh, you know, they don't want to be typecast, but uh, they're, they're terrific. And all of them, there's 20, 20 NBA guys in it, and they're all great. David Robinson, he was a good, but I really liked the bread truck. Chuck, I, you know. I think that this is the best thing that Barkley's ever done. I do. <laughs> I hope he's watching. We'll pass this along. We went to Auburn. I yeah. Mm. Uh, do you you're an NBA? Are you an NBA nut like a Jack Nicholson type? You go to the games yeah, a lot. Yeah, yes, I am. I. Uh, I'm and what about it is so good? What do you like about the NBA? Well, the action is so fast. The guys are so expressive. They're so talented. It's really like watching. You know, it's the closest sport there is to jazz. Is is basketball because they're always creating something new it's and the, the moves are the rhythm of it. The the the, the soloing, if you will, on, on moves and the grace and the way they express themselves and everybody plays differently. No two guys play alike and, and I love that. I love the competition of it. And, um, you know, I've been going to Clipper games for, you know, six years now, I think, and we got seats up close and it's, it's great to watch them up close and realize how hard these guys work. And, and the same with the referees. The referees you know, have a really tough life. And Thankless they, job. Isn't yeah, because, you know, if they make a good call for the home team, the visitors are mad. If they make mm -hmm. a call for the visitors, the home crowd hates them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then they travel by themselves. They're not allowed to hang out with the teams and fraternize. So they have an interesting life that when we came up with the idea to, to do this movie and looking for a profession for, for me, I said, basketball rep would be great. You know, and, we, and so it, it just came out great. And the fact that all of these superstars are in it makes it that much more real. How'd you come up with Deborah Winger? Well, I've always felt she's one of our great actresses, and and uh, but yet I I always sensed about her that she was really funny. I don't know why I had not had not met her. We sent her the script. She said, "I really love this thing," and I said, "Well, let's meet. We'll see what you know, what we're like together." And I found her so funny, on a one-to-one -one basis, mm -hmm. and so terrific, and what a great laugh and a great spirit. She's but even it, better when you crank her up a little bit. Yeah. The things are a little bit more up yeah. a little bit. She's even better at that. Yeah, and then it charges the relationship mm -hmm. in the movie and really creates a lot of sparks, and that's what I wanted for this couple. And, I, and I'm thrilled that uh, she's so funny in the movie, and so uh, she's such a great actress, and it just we're really great together. It was a really good pairing. What do you found funny about life these days in the world? It's kind of hard to laugh. We need to laugh a lot more in this country right now. It's kind of hard to laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, you Would know, you like to be doing stand-up right now? That'd be tough, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be tough, but you know there uh, uh, there is this trial to talk about. There's, there's some you know some weird stuff happening there, but uh, I love what I'm doing now. I just love what I'm doing now. So you know, you, every year they always raise Cain about you doing the the Oscar thing. <laughs> now, are we done with that forever? I don't know. I don't know. See, I think the reason you didn't do the one, whatever year it was. I mean, it wasn't Schindler's List is a hard movie to do comedy and come out and sing Schindler's List. You know, it was tough to do that. No, that's no, I don't you run don't. away from anything. <laughs> um, I, just I just was 
tired of doing the show, quite honestly. I was kind of physically beat up and tired from my schedule over the last few years. And it, it just it wasn't exciting for me when I thought about doing it again. You know, when you think about something and you go, well, the Oscars are in four months, and you go, hmm. And that feeling stayed that way. Then I, it was time not to do it for me. Cause yeah, you really do need to be excited about it and have that edge yeah. and worry about it and kind of get out there and get fired up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I understood on, you know, when Michael Jordan bowed out, of, he's, there's nothing left for me to prove here, you know, and he came back, up, you know, a year later. So I just felt I had done the show as well as I could do it. It was time to, you know, not do it. Isn't that hard about show business and life in general? Though I always was told that all the fun is climbing the mountain not getting to the top. It's harder to stay there. You know, it is, uh, I've been fortunate, you know, I've had, I've had ups and downs, but you know, you, 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 you try to keep doing good work. That's all you can do. The rest of it is out of your hands, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. For me, I'd rather make a movie, show it to my friends, have something to eat, and start yeah. the next one. But you have to give them away. That's yeah. the hard part, is giving that them is away. True. Well, you always make me laugh. Thank you. Out yeah, loud? Thank you. Out loud. And I embarrass myself, but that's good. Oh, good. That's good. Thank you. Nice seeing okay. you again. You too. Billy Crystal, as we do this show, he is 67 years old. Um, he's back on Broadway doing one of these one-man really? shows. He I was. Didn't know that. Yeah. He was uh, recently, and then because he's a New Yorker, he's from uh, the Bronx. He was raised in, in the Upper Side of the of East Side of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. And he had a couple of brothers. His family had a record store and all this kind of stuff. I mean, he was raised around you know entertainment and baseball. And boy, does he love baseball. Yeah, he does. And between that and comedy, so many fun movies, though, over the years. He and Robert De Niro analyzed this was another oh, one of those. the psych movie. That, that was great. great. Yeah. Oh, here, you know, everybody screws up, though. He did. He turned down Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. Oh, man. Tim which Allen he later regretted. Yeah. You know, because, but it was just one of those things. He ended up doing Monsters Incorporated and did something else. But no, that Buzz Lightyear. I'm sure Tim, Tim Allen probably sends him a check every once in a <laughs> hey, while. Hey, but Monsters, but, Inc. wasn't bad. I mean, that that netted some coin, too. That was a good it movie. It did. It yeah. did, but yeah. nothing yeah. quite like Toy Story. That's true. And one thing he did back in the 70s, he did impressions of both. And I remember him doing this on Saturday Night Live and other places. He did Muhammad Ali. Oh, and yeah. And he did Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. <laughs> it was great. But He was great at it. He really was. He was great, and he is great, and uh, just a wonderful person he loved robin williams did a lot of stuff with him uh did the special tribute to him on one of the big award shows and just good guy you know but uh, this has made me do this and we're going to do this in a future episode because it'll take at least two episodes for us to do it and i'm holding back on it yeah a little bit what do you got what do you got up but your robin sleeve? williams i've i've got so many robin williams interviews it'll probably take two or three episodes but he's worth it I would agree with you 100%. And today, uh, so worth it, Jimmy. And might I say, Jimmy, you look marvelous. You look marvelous. You look marvelous. marvelous. I'm Derek yes, Walker. He's Jimmy Carter. That was Billy Crystal. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Let's do it again next week right here on Sweeping the Country. Until then, good day. Good day.